0: Okay, Kaylee. so we're talking about Agents of Mm shields. So I'm making a delightfully tenuous link to our question. If you had, like, a family shield, like a family crest or something, what would you have on it that represents you?
1: So, I was thinking about this, and and I don't know you're already laughing, because you know I'm going to just pull something random out of the bag. I was thinking a Mm -hmm. little Halloween pumpkin in one corner, Mm
0: -hmm. because...
1: My birthday is very close to Halloween, and my big thing usually, when we're not in lockdown, is to have a big Halloween party, as you will recall.
0: And you're a little pumpkin.
1: And I am a little pumpkin, more so a big pumpkin nowadays. <laughs> it's the lack of movement.
0: <laughs> but, but like people like to eat to the inside and keep the outside. Yeah. That's weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of broke my brain there. I don't know what I'm... <laughs> I. they shove a candle in me, <laughs> and that's all. Too much, yes. A little <laughs> Halloween pumpkin. We'll just move on. Um, A little string of hearts, because I thought I said that my weakness was love. So mm. why not wear my heart on my shield? That seems fun. Mm-hmm. A little horse, because Dre is a horse. Dre horse.
0: Is it? Is it a breed of horse?
1: It's a breed of, well, yeah. You Dre here, you Dre there. They're like the ones that used to trek things around for people.
0: Uh, I'm scared of horses.
1: Ooh, and snakes
0: yeah but movie. more so snakes but horses is more like I think it's more justified because they're so massive like if horses decided to rise up against the humans we're doomed
1: yeah there's a book where that happens um it's is like a, it's, I remember reading it it was like you remember those books for kids that were like Stephen King for kids like shivers
0: Shivers. oh I, I used to read shivers and goosebumps and stuff
1: yeah, yeah yeah there was a shivers one where the horses started attacking people oh my god because of a video game, I don't remember the link, but one of the horses was called Demon, and it went a bit mad, and then all the horses and then pigs and everything started attacking all the people.
0: Oh, so it's like Animal Farm, but for kids.
1: Yeah, it? I guess so. But they are attacking humankind, like zombies. They sort yeah. of locked them in a house and were kicking through walls and stuff. It was so terrifying. Um,
0: oh. No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, a little maybe like a little a little few books in another corner because I like to read,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or if we don't do the old-fashioned shield, I was thinking maybe I could just have a keyboard as my shield. Like, you know, Oaken shield in The Hobbit. He Mm. has just a log. I could have just a keyboard.
0: A computer keyboard or a music keyboard?
1: No, (laughs) when have I ever played the keyboard? No, a a typing keyboard, because that's like, I guess... Through
0: through the power of words.
1: Yeah, I attack through the power of words, so... The
0: keyboard is mightier than the pen, which is mightier than the sword
1: indeed exactly so i thought that could be my vibe
0: that is a good vibe i totally i'm totally down with that one let me go through mine so i i basically made a list of things that i would put on as me i because i couldn't remember what answers i gave to other questions about me as a superhero so i thought oh screw it i can't be bothered to listen back to old episodes um (laughs) so i went with books as well because uh, as you know also a reader Mm-hmm. Um, I thought like an old film reel because I like old old Hollywood films and um, I thought I would also have a TARDIS now there's two reasons for this the One. first reason is obviously Doctor Who has a special place in my heart I've watched it since uh, basically a child and the other reason is that the TARDIS would represent travel and moving around and um, interested in different like world cultures and languages and things like that which I am, I think.
1: Well, yeah. You just don't do as much of the movement
0: now, do you No, I can't. I just have to look at it on YouTube. Another thing I would have, where well, I would have like a grandfather clock because this is my taste of interior design is I love like just old wooden antique things. Like I'll see like a really old oak bookcase and I'll be like, right, I'll get that and just decorate my home based around this one item of furniture, basically.
1: Yeah, that's what I think that is what people tell you to do. Whenever I watch those interior decorating shows, they're like, have a statement piece, work around it.
0: I, I take, yeah, I, I think I work like that. Like, I'll start with one piece and think, right, I'll build from that um, rather than, and then gradually the overall image comes from that. But, a gra- I mean, one day I will have a grandfather clock. It won't work because I can't be bothered to wind it up all the time, but I will have one and I won't have a servant to wind it up for me.
1: Yeah, we can get you a servant.
0: okay from the servant (laughs) shop
1: yeah i assume i'll get you one for christmas next year
0: (laughs) yay (laughs) um and i've got two more things so the first one is i'd have an image of a character from like a 1980s melodrama so like a joan collins linda evans linda gray kind Mm. of type um because i love shows from that era i love like dallas and dynasty and knots landing and that sort of thing because i just love the slowness and the pantomime kind of aspect of it and i love the ridiculous storylines like dynasty had this one where um crystal played by linda evans she gets kidnapped by uh someone who, who her doppelganger and there's and this goes on for like <laughs> 15 episodes yeah. and the doppelganger replaces her in her big wealthy mansion to try and steal all Blake's money. And the whole thing climaxes with a fight between the two lookalikes, but it's very obviously two men with like mops on their heads <laughs> fighting each other. I seriously look this up on YouTube. It's the most hilarious thing. And every now and then they'll cut awkwardly so that when she like moves her hair up, she flicks it back and says so it's Linda Evans again. And then it cuts again. And it's two men like fighting.
1: Epic. I'm going to find Send me a link. I will, I will
0: definitely it. send you a link. It's, it's so funny. And the last thing I thought you need an animal of some kind on there. Like you had a horse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And I struggle with my animal because I wanted something a bit unusual, but I've recently got obsessed with pangolins.
1: Oh my God, what was I watching with a pangolin in it the other day? South Park.
0: Was there a pangolin in South Park?
1: Yeah, they did a special, a pandemic special, and the pangolin had the cure to coronavirus in it.
0: That's the thing. I'd never heard of. Well, I I think I'd heard of pangolins but I just didn't give it much thought. And then when I read about how they think coronavirus has come from bats and pangolins like live ones on markets and stuff. They're not sure if that is the case, but I was like, what the hell is a pangolin? Like I've never I don't think I've heard that. So I looked one up and I was like, that's not real. That's not <laughs> an animal. That's a pokemon.
1: Yeah, they do look like pokemon. They look like little clay monsters. I know. I, I was like, "That's that.
0: That cannot possibly be a real thing at all." They're, they're not quite an armadillo. No. They're not quite a a badger. No. Not quite an anteater. They're,
1: they're a like pangolin. Platypus. They're like platypuses, but with more metal.
0: Yeah, you know, like centuries ago, if you were, if you say lived in, say, Britain in like Celtic times or something, in like Anglo-Saxon times, and you decided to go for like go on a big crusade down into Africa and you saw a rhino having never heard of a rhino you'd be like what the hell is that that was me when I first saw a pangolin I was like what is that that's crazy
1: <laughs> I like it you could probably get one and bowl it at people because I assume they roll up <laughs> and that could be your weapon too
0: <laughs> it's a pokeball but it's actually a rolled up pangolin
1: yeah <laughs> don't do this at home people listening it's not no nice. we
0: do it that's that's animal cruelty and yeah don't do it to the poor pangolins they are they get enough grief as it is right now
1: they're being blamed for so many things <laughs> they're, they're all standing there like well which of you did it which one of you did it
0: and there's a there's a criminal lineup of pangolins <laughs> it's that one it, wasn't, one... Me, it wasn't me Sarge What was me
1: it's the pangolin with the bat girlfriend
0: with the bat girlfriend yes they banded together
1: hmm yeah <laughs>
0: Hello, and welcome to the Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin.
1: And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time. And with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not so good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe.
0: If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at TheMarbleVirgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show.
1: Well, S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess we should talk about the actual show.
0: Onto S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. Did you enjoy watching all 22 episodes of Shields?
1: Yeah, thank you so much session? for that. I mean, luckily for you, we are now in lockdown, so what else do I have to do? It's you know times. Time, every time I go onto Disney Plus to watch it, I end up getting distracted and wanting to watch The Simpsons.
0: Because it's a bit, bit more understandable.
1: Yes, <laughs> and the characters feel more coherent. <laughs>
0: No, I say, let me, I'll level up. Like, I thought the first half of this season was so much better. I thought they used the characters much better. And I I actually understood the storyline, basically. I was like, I get what's going on here. And in the second half, it was like a little explosion just went off in the writer's room and they're like, let's just make all this up. And um, I was trying to write up notes on the plot and I just couldn't. I just ended up giving up and being like, I don't know what's going on here. (laughs)
1: I actually I think I'm the other way around so I I found the first half quite um quite slow Mm. and then the second half I was like "Ooh!" when when Ward escapes and becomes more like less of a Hannibal Lecter and more of an interesting villain I was like interesting you've piqued my interest well done you shield (laughs) um I do think it's a big mistake that they killed Lucy Lawless off in the first episode love her
0: yeah what a waste
1: you've got Xena warrior princess give her some lines
0: (laughs) I know but they replaced it with um because she was teamed up with Hunter (laughs) yeah with Lance Hunter and he's a good character I liked him
1: yeah well you like him because he's British and he's not evil most British people in these are like oh you will bring me the device
0: they talk like the the um the guy who runs the asylum in Beauty and the Beast they're like like that
1: yeah yeah Mm. And that first episode ticked off like two classic tropes of villains. We had Nazis and we had English people being Mm. evil.
0: Any European can be a villain.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do love it. Uh, With Hydra, I'm like, at what point do they look around and go, are we the bad guys?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, they don't because they're brainwashed. They established this now. They have no idea.
1: But the Nazis at the beginning must have (laughs) realised they were the bad guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think they did after the Second World War.
1: Mm. historically
0: speaking, but
1: yeah, they no, don't, no.
0: they're not going to go into, you know, these details in a show such as this.
1: No, no, true. It was nice to see Peggy as well, wasn't it?
0: Peggy got a, a couple of, two cameos, I think. She was in like two scenes.
1: Yeah, she, she looked sharp in both.
0: She did. She looked very sharp. And, you know, Hayley Atwell's good at storming in and being like, I'm going to make the most of my 30 seconds and just yeah. off she goes.
1: I wonder if they get in between takes of like filming Agent Carter possibly
0: yeah maybe it would have made sense because then she can just go from one set to the other
1: yeah she w- wouldn't even need to leave the set because she's always in her timeline really
0: but yeah i, I like lo- yeah, lance hunter good character i like how sardonic he is
1: yeah he was kind of like how i imagine you to be if you were in a
0: absolutely <laughs> i absolutely <laughs> identified with his personality
1: <laughs> Yeah, he's my favorite he reminds me of someone really cool i just don't know who that is
0: and I loved, um, I liked him and his ex-wife, Bobby Morse, who's also introduced. I guess she was less interesting, but I just loved the way that she was introduced as a character. Yeah. So she, Simmons, indubitably Simmons, is undercover in Hydra, which we'll deal with the decision-making process behind that in, in a bit. But but she then gets found out and this sort of bitchy Hydra person actually turns out to be an undercover a shield agent who saves her, and that's Bobby Morse And she's kick ass. She goes pow, pow, pow all the time.
1: She does, and she's very, very, very pretty. As as everyone in this show.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone's so ridiculously attractive in this. No one, no matter how many explosions or fights, no one gets a bruise. No, no one gets didn't. any kind of like markings on them or anything.
1: That means you're a bad guy if you got a scar. Have you not realised? <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah. So they can't get. Can't get yeah because yeah you get disfigured or something if you're a bad guy. Even like Grant Ward has been in this sort of prison cell thing for ages, and yet he hasn't even grown a. He's barely grown much of a beard.
1: I assume they let him shave. I don't know what the logic. There's no
0: there's no bathroom in there. It's literally just a bed and like some roundels on the wall.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. I was just watching. I we've been watching some things for my movie club. 70s films and they have people who look like real people in those and then you go from that to this and it's just so glossy and you're like and and also everyone does have the same look like Chris was watching of mm-hmm. me he's like all of the men like despite all of their different backgrounds and they're mm. all the same age they've all pretty much got the same haircut yeah and they obviously they all wear the same clothes because they're all part of the same initiative but yeah
0: that was but the, the women thing. even more so like from the back, I don't think you tell much difference between Sky Simmons, Morse.
1: Well, mm-hmm. uh, they time around Simmons. Doesn't she look just like Winona Ryder? Do you think? Yeah. No, I of just,
0: I think because of, of the way them. she talks, I just get Keira Knightley vibes off her.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I just
0: can't, I can't unsee it. I just want her to put on that hat that she wears in Love Actually. I'll be like, yep, yeah, there we go, Keira Knightley.
1: A little Baker Boy hat. No, look at her again and then see Winona Ryder. You'll see okay. it.
0: I am sure I will agree.
1: <laughs> you must agree with me, please.
0: <laughs> so yeah, those two characters get introduced um as main ones, new additions to our Motley crew. Um, um what, what else goes on? Colson. Colson is carving circles and lines compulsively. And he's doing what Colson does every time and he's not telling anyone about it.
1: Yeah, he does not learn from season one. I, I did think persistently, at what point does he realize that keeping secrets from everyone doesn't pay off?
0: literally i just i i, I just buried my head in my hands here and there's even bits where he knows stuff that he knows stuff about sky's parentage and he knows stuff that he really needs to tell people he just doesn't do it so when later on they discover that there's another faction of shield led by this guy called gonzalez and they're like oh we're the true shield because we don't keep secrets we're more of a democracy and colson's like how dare you i'm literally like colson listen to these people <laughs>
1: They are telling you what you need to hear. hear. He's almost too multifaceted personality-wise this season. Like, he's like, I'm the happy-go-lucky guy. And then he's like, I'm angry and rage-filled. And then he's crazy and carving things. And then he's keeping his little secrets. There's just too much going on. I just want a bit of consistency.
0: It's just, and he never listened. Melinda May is always the one being like, maybe you should do something about this. He's like, I can't.
1: And then the only time they fall out is when he doesn't tell her about her ex-husband. I was like, all the other stuff is apparently fine. But this, yeah. this is the thing that pushed her over the edge.
0: <laughs> My ex-husband. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it. Ugh, and he just, it, he exasperates me, exasperates. But I guess yeah. that's something they have addressed as part of this whole universe is that S.H.I.E.L.D is like a bunch of, like every, the higher up you go, the more secrets they are. So there's no communication, therefore that's why they fell anyway. So he's still not getting out of that habit.
1: Yeah, and I guess this season is about, is he the right person to be leading S.H.I.E.L.D.? Mm. And they, I guess they need to show off all his many, many flaws for that to make sense. Many Which flaws. also
0: brings me to the conclusion that no, he's know, not the right like, person to lead S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Absolutely not, like anyone, maybe May, just anyone else
0: did uh, she she makes very pragmatic decisions old may
1: she's like a vulcan she's so logical
0: she is i think she's my favorite i always like mm-hmm. and i love like every fight scene she gets I'm I'm, I'm I'm like ducking i'm like oh i don't want you to keep me <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know what i found really funny in the first episode everyone in it was drinking beer from the bottle. did you notice mm-hmm. that
0: yeah well i don't remember but i probably did notice it
1: yeah, like, it's like the working day. They're all just drinking bottled beer all day. And I was like, this is not good because how are you, this is a working environment. You're working with quite dangerous things and you're all going to be tipsy. Well,
0: that's the <laughs> thing in shows like these, like people drink, like they people have like a glass of wine and then there'll be, and they'll, the alarm will go off and they'll be like, emergency. And they've got totally their wits about them.
1: Yeah. but the, Yeah. And it was like, I was like, are you advertising beer? I just feel so weird. I don't understand that. Like, we could see the labels on all of them. And then later... I noticed that the villains drink scotch or whiskey.
0: They do, which is interesting because that's so, like, it's such an American cultural thing, whiskey, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I know. But that is apparently the drink of evil men. And bottled beer is the the every normal person. I did.
0: Bottled beer is more, it has a more working class ambience about it.
1: Or is it just quite, like, ecology it's like, ecology it's tracking. casual
0: it's whiskey i guess there's a pretentiousness about it if you're if you've yeah. got whiskey you're like i spent money on this drink and look how cool i am isn't it and it
1: feels dangerous as well because like as we saw with grant you can just smash that glass and do bad things with the shards and all sorts so
0: i always wonder like do do these people have like an office christmas party and what
1: <laughs> do they do <laughs> i would like to see that i'd like to see a team we said this last time we watched it Sheld- they want to go on a team building day and we'd like to watch it.
0: And they should just do a therapy session where they go around and get things off their chest and literally everything would be laid on the table then. They wouldn't end up in a big fight that just nearly destroys the whole world.
1: Yeah, that would be great. did you find um? What did you think of the Fitz reveal in in the first episode?
0: That he's brain damaged and he's seeing Simmons.
1: It was very Fight Club, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I quite liked it. This, these, these Fitz and Simmons, I thought, were treated really well in this. And they were the most engaging, even though their accents sound fake and they're not fake. <laughs> but, yeah, I think
1: it's just because it sounds so so different to the American accents around it.
0: It does, but Simmons especially. I it, sometimes it sounds like an American person trying to do a British accent and failing miserably. But then I I have to remind myself that's that's her real accent.
1: That's her voice.
0: <laughs> that's her voice. Yeah.
1: I did but, find it weird that his um his brain damage began as him like occasionally forgetting words and also seeing simmons but mm. she wasn't there to him i think it was episode five he was like explaining that he was like, i can't even string two sentences together and yeah he very well like he, his, it's like his brain damage very quickly disappeared
0: <laughs> well uh, yeah i guess so i think i got the impression that some of it wasn't so much brain damage but more self-confidence
1: trauma yeah and trauma
0: yeah yeah more more psychological than physical. Mm. Um.
1: It was a good review there because that caught me off guard.
0: It did. And I thought it was kind of really sweet how he's seeing her and she's kind of built, the hallucination of her is building him up. Then when she comes back into the team, the hallucination is like, you don't really need me anymore. Bye. And then yeah. goes away. Um, but then they kept having occasional fights as the, as it went on. Like sometimes he suddenly wasn't speaking to her, and because the plot moves so fast and so randomly, I was like, wait, what? what, what what's she done wrong here? I don't understand. Like, blah, blah, blah. and then about two scenes later, they're working together on something, and I'm like, oh, okay, fine, it's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I think they don't really have enough time to sit with things.
0: I think they also, they don't want to like put them together as a couple too early because there are um, five more seasons of this to go. So yeah. they want to, you know, keep keep people guessing. Keep they, They're they sort of the, the Ross and Rachel of the whole thing.
1: I guess Jim they, and Pam. Yeah, you need people to ship. But I would, in a way, I always find it braver when people just like, like in Parks and Recreation, they get people together quite early on and then they're just together and it's about like their relationship mm. rather than them breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, getting back, like all of that. It's about the trials and tribulations they face as a couple.
0: Yeah. This isn't a show that deals with originality, though, let's face it. No,
1: you're you're very... Yeah, fair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Simmons. So, she it's explained that she has left S.H.I.E.L.D. rather randomly, um, but it turns out she has not left S.H.I.E.L.D. She's undercover in Hydra. Now...
1: Hydra are so stupid for believing that, firstly. I know they don't really, but they're like, yep, science seems legit, why would we not let her in?
0: Yeah, and also... But I'm... (laughs) she's when it goes to her a bit undercover in Hydra. she has no clue what she's doing so I'm like which which special which like clever bod in Shield was like you know who's best to put undercover the panicky British one
1: yes I think that the idiot who put her in charge was Coulson
0: yeah I mean evidently he probably didn't tell anyone
1: he probably didn't even tell her she just turned up when I was like what because it <laughs> I love that the, the secret super evil headquarters is just like quite a normal place with like office boards. It's, it's
0: just a skyscraper with a lab in it.
1: Yeah. Ooh, super evil. I mean, it is <laughs> Many evil Like, people. could they not
0: have it behind a bookcase or underneath an island or something?
1: No, nope, they just have their own... Evil little office. And her day is so normal as well. She's said brushing her teeth.
0: I like that though. I thought again we talked about how Fitz and Simmons are very much like the 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 people who are very normal. They're like Mm -hmm. us. And you end up accessing it a bit better through them. And I think having that was really yeah, I thought that was really good. I I again when it started off with her just brushing her teeth, I was like, Oh, where's this going? This is interesting.
1: Well, that's what I mean. Like I would quite like a spin-off series about the bad guys showing that they're quite normal they just think that they're they're just working for a different organization they don't know that they're the bad guys
0: yeah yeah and they gradually <laughs> realize that they are
1: yeah like we keep killing people that can't be good like like the stormtroopers on the death star i'd like to know when they realise that they were the bad guys
0: yeah yeah unless
1: <laughs> the death star guys yes
0: <laughs> like why isn't it called the life giving star
1: why does <laughs> Giant weapons that destroy planets, it's probably fine. It's probably for the good of the empire. It seems <laughs> a bit.
0: Have you ever noticed how the people in charge just wear black and are really disfigured?
1: And choke people with their brains. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, I, that's not cool.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be a fun spin off for Hydra agents, just like having mm. their normal day, their, their appraisals with their boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like, I quite like Simmons and Fitz and Simmons of two of my faves.
0: Yeah, they're my faves. I think they're the most accessible of the characters. Everyone else is kind of, well, Melinda May is also a fave because she's kick-ass. And the others are just kind of on autopilot, I think.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird because I know they're setting Sky up so much to be our, she's meant to be our access point, isn't she? But I have never really felt that way about her.
0: (laughs) I prefer dodgery British people.
1: Me too. Maybe it would work better if we were American. We'd be like, no, they're weird and we don't understand them.
0: Yeah, like like why would they behave like that? Why can't they just be cool?
1: Because we're not cool. This
0: is <laughs> not. really not. No, British people are awful. <laughs>
1: and yet, people think we have such sexy accents, and we're just not.
0: Um another character that I quite enjoyed was this Agent 33, who Grant Ward kind of falls in love with when he escapes. And we first see her, she's been she was an agent at Shield, but she's been brainwashed by Hydra, and she had like a sort of face mask on that disguised her as Melinda May. So it was. I really liked this fight scene between where well, it was like double Melinda May again. Maybe I just like fight scenes between doppelgangers.
1: Maybe you do. You've brought them up twice now.
0: <laughs> but I think I think this this one was like a bit better done than than the one done in 1986 or whatever, where it was two men with mops on their heads, and as as a result of the fight. The, the face mask gets kind of like burnt onto her. So she's stuck looking like Melinda May, but with like disfigurement. Mm. Again, disfigurement. Like that's a villain trope.
1: It is. That's how you know someone's evil. They're either smoking a cigar, they got a scar. It's not very nice to people who have scars.
0: It's actually, to, to, yeah, because to, lots of people have scars. So it's it's pretty bad, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I guess it kind of teaches kids that they should in like intrinsically fear these people, which is not a great message really well, it's, not, it's not a good message at all I don't know what it's, I'm saying it's like when
0: you read old roll Dahl books and they, they're like this awful person was big and fat and yeah. oh my like,
1: god they do You have
0: to kind of be like well it's okay to be fat guys that's not the bad point the bad point is in their inside their personality and their heart
1: I <laughs> mean I'm rereading re- Charlie and the Chocolate Factory at the moment because Chris has never read it and I'm reading it for him Mm. That's kind of weird, people. We are, but every other word is fat. Like they're like her big fat finger grabbed for the the chewing gum, and she pushed it in her big fat mouth and started chewing <laughs> it rapidly. <laughs> it's like, all right, you've got some sort of hatred for fat people. That's
0: it's a it's a sort of ancient trope, isn't it?
1: Yeah, greediness. That's got people. a bit
0: outdated.
1: Yeah, but I do think the scars. It would just be nice to have because, like we say, like they've been in so many battles, these shield agents, and it never impacts. Them physically. So ev-
0: every episode, they all have about three different fight scenes hmm. and they're never exhausted. They never sprain an ankle or pull a muscle.
1: No. And even the brain damage isn't that brain damaging, really.
0: No, it's just, can't think of words, which let's face it, we all suffer from that sometimes.
1: It was quite clever, actually. I don't think the first episode, because it seemed that he was going to be, she can. can you even hear me right now? And he's like, yes, I can hear you. And you're like, oh, he can hear her. He's not crazy. Mm. And then... You get the rug pulled out from under your feet again because it's like, he is crazy. She's not even there.
0: (laughs) Maybe we're the crazy ones.
1: Who is we (laughs)
0: What even is crazy? (laughs) Maybe we're all just brains in a lab.
1: Can I talk about, I know it's the end, but we are talking about Fitz and Simmons. Yeah. End moment where they finally, finally he's like, dinner, we should go for dinner. Come and see me when you're done. And then she just (laughs) goes... She gets that-
0: swallowed up by this great big monolith that's, that went from stone to liquid, yeah.
1: Will they know? I assume they'll check the CCTV cameras, but knowing them, they probably won't.
0: Well, I assume that they'll hear her knocking on the inside of it, being like, let
1: me out. You know, I'm trapped in the stone, though. <laughs> I'm awfully
0: scared and British.
1: Or maybe it will vomit out another version of her.
0: It will poo it out.
1: <laughs> I don't know why that's so- <laughs> evil. Science.
0: <though>. Science <laughs> fiction, guys. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, another version of her, like another doppelganger, an evil one, stone one.
0: Yeah, that was the only bit of the ending where I was like, "Oh, I want to know what happens with that." Ooh. Whereas every other character's ending, I I can't actually remember what happens because I was sort of half watching, half being like, "Eh."
1: There was a lot happening. Like I quite liked the um, May. She has like a schoolyard locker almost, and she puts her gun in it like you do with your, your schoolyard locker. And then she opens it and gets the gun out again and takes the bullets out. And I was like, I don't know what this represents, but she's done it, so that's fine. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, like, characters will suddenly get kidnapped and held to ransom. Characters will fall out, then fall in love, then betray one someone, then betray them again, and then, and then reveal something else. And then characters will turn up and they'll be like, oh, you! And I'll be like, who is that? I can't remember this person. And it, it just... It's just a relentless barrage of plot developments,
1: Mm.
0: especially for me, especially during the second half.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, they did have a few real good standout episodes, I thought, like the one where they were grieving for um, Agent Trip. That was quite nice, like looking at how, because you don't really normally see that people just die and it's always like, oh, that was sad. But it was very much like, oh, how they're all dealing with it, which is something that they did in Buffy. And I know it's Whedon. So I wonder Mm. if that's like a thing he does. Not for Lucy Lawless, though. She just did.
0: <laughs> no, she just she got one episode. If she had more than 10, maybe she would have got that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that
1: was quite a good but one.
0: I liked I liked the, the first half, especially the storyline around the obelisk, or the diviner, as they call it. And it's like this stone thing that if people touch it, they then turn to stone. But only certain people can touch it, because it's like magic hmm. or something. And and to the people who can touch it, Sky can touch it. And Rainer, the girl in the flower dress, can touch it. And it eventually leads them to this underground alien city, a Kree city. And the Kree's are the blue guys in yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and I liked all that. I was very when they had like the big open hole and the city was down there, I was really engaged. I I found very I felt very sort of Indiana Jonesy about it. It was, I was yeah. like, oh, what's down that hole? And um and then the, the big the big guy goes down. And he he turns crazy. Uh, yeah. no, triplet turns crazy. That's why he dies, isn't it? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And then they find the center of it. But then it gets destroyed. And I was like, oh, I wanted more of that. I wanted like more. I wanted to see like where the houses are for the people in the city and the living rooms and stuff.
1: this is where this is you this is the thing you like that's why you like those big books where they take you like deep into Italian history and talk about the carpets they had
0: basically yeah
1: (laughs) I don't think they would have had time in their 44 minute episode to go into all that
0: they're too too busy kung fuing each other aren't they
1: They and also
0: it made me want to go to San Juan in Puerto Rico
1: where do we, go? I well, do we go anywhere to be honest at the moment no
0: but... yeah, well, anywhere but it looked very beautiful there i think it did <laughs> a lot for the tourism industry there
1: reina got a bit of a makeover as well didn't she
0: she did so she her and sky are in the center of the city and everything kind of overloads sky ends up with like powers that mean that she can make seismic waves sort of thing um and reina reina gets the short store and ends up looking like a porcupine
1: he looks a bit like a pangolin.
0: A pa- yeah. Well, pangolins aren't spiky, though. More like a hedgehog.
1: All right. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a shock anyway. It's not like the Princess Diaries makeover where they just take the glasses off. Yeah. It's still hardcore makeover.
0: <laughs> I totally got why she was so upset about it, because, like, she can't do anything. She keeps accidentally, like, pricking herself and stuff.
1: Yeah, it sucks. It's the worst makeover ever.
0: It is. Yeah. She wants to get her money back for that.
1: Mm-hmm. What did you think of cow?
0: Um, and who was Cal?
1: Oh, uh, Sky's dad. This
0: guys oh, Orson from Desperate Housewives.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, that's where I recognised him from. I was thinking, because yeah. he's in Twin Peaks as well, but I was mm. like, I don't recognise him from Twin Peaks because he was so much younger then. It was a long time ago. So mm. this, yes, that's where I know him from.
0: And, you know, in there was the episode where he teamed up with the woman with the fingers, the spiky fingers, and she was in Desperate Housewives. That's that's Angie Boland from Desperate Housewives.
1: Oh my God, I need to rewatch more of Desperate Housewives.
0: But yeah, I I I, I liked him. I liked how unstable he was mm. um, and untrustworthy. But then he gradually got more trustworthy. I didn't quite understand why he became more trustworthy, but the it was obvious that the show was telling me to trust him a little bit more as things. Well,
1: happened. he seemed like he actually was invested in his daughter's well-being. He was a safeguarding of (laughs) into the safeguarding of her. I quite liked him and Coulson's big way. I'm her dad. I see her as a daughter, and I was like, oh, guys. Yeah. Still, um, yeah. I thought he was interesting, and I love that he gets turned into a vet at the end. Just a really happy vet.
0: He does. Yeah, I liked his ending. Yeah, I thought that was good. Um, and she goes and says hi to him, and she's kind of she feels kind of happy that he's safe and stable and having a good life as well after sky and rainer get these powers they are being tracked down by the guy with no eyes who's yes. called gary no gregory
1: yeah i really hated his aesthetic
0: yeah <laughs> He's, he needs to go shopping <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a lot yeah he just looked like i don't know what he looked like those dummies they put in the um the cars to test them when they crashed him
0: yeah crash test dummy yeah he doesn't look like that and they he's he explains that they are inhumans i.e people with powers i guess yep and there's like uh, this place called afterlife which looks a bit like a sort of buddhist retreat which i think is basically what it was
1: yeah
0: and Super sky's brilliant. mother is there
1: yeah she's an interesting lady
0: she is interesting and she's this is where everything got really confused. The whole thing ends up in a sort of three-way fight between the shield that we know, this new shield, who's all like, we believe in democracy and proper shield values, and the inhumans. Mm -hmm. Everyone's distrusting each other. No one's stopping to have a cup of tea and sit down and discuss these things. No one's having like a professional development away day. Yeah, And it kind of um, ends with uh, Sky's mum wants to basically kill everyone. With crystals, because that's what villains do.
1: It's what villains do. We know this. They never really have a reason for wanting. Her reason was I want to make the world safer for my daughter. And then she was like, who I will kill.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh no, because the crystals will either kill people or if they are capable of being inhumans, they they their their powers manifest, wasn't it? That's it. But then sky kills her anyway, so that never happens. <laughs> But I, I just
1: find her. Sky doesn't kill her, it's Cal.
0: Oh, Cal kills her. Oh, okay. This is where goes, I was. What are you
1: I was doing? Half. And he's like, I'm holding up my promise. Which was. I, <laughs> I, I
0: was half watching by this point. I was like, just end this marathon, please.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, you do. Yeah, it's the 22 episode thing. I think if it was about half the length, I would enjoy it so much more.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Or just, I don't know, more coherently written. I mean.
1: That would be good too. I mean, it's very clunkily written. There are so many lines where you're like, "Uh, what were they saying in one of the ones? It was like, oh, he turns up and they're like, where were you? And he's like, sorry, this boat is really big and the signage isn't great. And I'm like, you're in the middle of a battle. No one has time for these quips. I'm bored of the quips.
0: It's a very practical reason why you would be late though.
1: I know, but it just, oh, there were so many annoying things. I can't deal with it.
0: Like, have you ever been around, like, a military boat? It's, like, it, it's so complex and massive, and there's no sign anywhere.
1: It is big, and I know that, but I feel like you would just be annoyed for someone pointing out that you were late. I'd just be like, Arr! and then <laughs> run into punching someone. No
0: time now. The world's about to end.
1: We're literally here to fight people. Yeah. Who are in the room with us. We don't have time for these conversations. <laughs> and they did it last time. The fight was very like last time they did this it was like do you remember Nick Fury and Coulson were just having a chat it was oh. very banterous while they were mm. and it was a similar thing like it kind of undermines the um the drama and it was a weird one because it's like the big fight was between Sky and her mom, which was basically two women holding each other's faces and groaning for like <sighs> minutes and that's not very compelling viewing is it <laughs>
0: it's weird that because i i would have said oh that's the sexism in it but actually we've had melinda may and bobby morse literally like destroying about three people at once sometimes so maybe maybe they were trying to make it more emotional like it was like i'm killing you but i love you and i want you to be my mother like that sort of thing
1: yeah i guess so
0: like uh, like um you know a a sort of um end of star wars kind of thing yeah a family member trying to kill another one
1: it's always the way, isn't it? I was thinking 10th Kingdom, but no one ever watches that apart from me.
0: Did no, you you're the one viewer of 10th Kingdom.
1: I think I might be, because no one's ever watched it when I try and bring it up. That'll be my next <laughs> podcast. Like, Please, someone.
0: Know, um, I'll watch it and you can teach me about it, even though I have not much motivation to watch it.
1: Please <laughs> watch it, it's so good. Um, yes. I was saying Bobby in front of that gun. That was quite good drama.
0: Oh, when she's tied up?
1: Yeah, she sort of just... Leans the chair in front. That was yeah.
0: funny. Yeah, that was 10 Because like, I, I liked, yeah, Hunter and Bobby, I thought they were really good. Like, I liked how it was kind of comical, but you kind of because of the comedy aspect of them, because they they used to be married and now they're not. And he's always like, she's a monster. And she's like, oh, for God's sake, you're being dramatic. Yeah. And um because he had that comedy, you were more involved with them. I think it's why Fitz and Sin- Simmons are so much more successful. Why other characters are not is that there is no humour like, Sky, Sky, Grant, Ward, and Coulson just cannot deliver a punchline to save their lives.
1: Yeah, they really can't. Grant was—I I preferred Grant like this season. I remember last season we were a bit moaning about how boring he was. Mm. This season he's not boring.
0: Mm, no, he's a better
1: I, villain than he is a hero.
0: I can't say I was watching him much. I love how when he escapes, he has a shave. And it was like this really dramatic like shaving off the beard. <laughs> I was like, keep the beard. You look better.
1: He did look better with a beard. I, I It's just something you have to do, isn't it? When you've escaped from prison, it's like shave that prison juice off you.
0: It's like cleansing himself of, of whatever he's got. I mean, it's a very comfortable looking prison, so.
1: It was fine. I don't know why he was so upset about being there. And mm. the, the whole like, Coulson, who likes to keep all the secrets, sending Sky in to talk to Grant was a really bad idea.
0: But then she goes in of her own accord. Sometimes I think,
1: yeah, which because he sent her in the first time. And maybe
0: well, the thing is, he probably needs to sit her down and be like, maybe you shouldn't go in there because that's like you've got your own trauma to deal with here. We all do. But then Colson, being Colson, doesn't tell people these things.
1: Cheeky little monster that he is. Mm. You know what I did like was the mm. um, the subtle. Tie in to Ultron, Age of Ultron. Yeah, because it answered some questions, like the Heli.
0: And I, I liked how they ended the episode with, um, we're we're gonna go and get the um the the uh, Loki's stuff. scepter, the yeah. stuff. They're like, we're gonna go get it, and that's obviously how Age of Ultron begins. And then in the next episode, they're like, "Phew, well, Sokovia's all okay. We managed to sort that out, didn't we? Oh, on with the show." Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I'd like more of that, to be honest. Like little tie-ins, and I feel like mm. one-shot storylines per episode would probably work better with maybe like a softer overarching. Because for them, it feels like all they're ever doing is like running after object A.
0: Yeah,
1: retrieve object A. That's all they're ever doing. And I'm like, well, sometimes maybe don't do that. Maybe and there's don't always something else.
0: They always, as a result of that, the writers always have to have some kind of revelation that moves them on to the next location, the next episode. And it, it gets very kind of repetitive. 24 did this, they they, they never got it right in my opinion because they, they always were like, the bomb is in the submarine. So they have a shootout in the submarine. Then they find something to go, it's not in the submarine, it's in the factory. So the next episode, they're off to the factory. And this yeah. is all happening like one hour after the other. And I'm like, why don't you just slow this down, have more characters, more overarching, like a slower overarching storyline um, that happens over a 24-hour period or something. Yeah, just, just think a bit more about it. Don't just make it up as you go along.
1: Yeah, I was actually going to say this would kind of work well if they went more 24, to be honest, because it's supposed mm. to be very shadowy. We've gone dark or whatever it is they keep saying. Yeah. like It would be cooler to see them more in that vibe. It feels like they're trying to be dark, but also be super funny. And I don't think it gels sometimes.
0: Yeah. But then I I must say, in its favour, at least it is progressing the plot like they yeah. could have they could have easily kept in all this mystery about sky's parentage or uh melinda may's um backstory with the child in bahrain or whatever the hospital the kittens or something um whatever it was and uh and that sort of thing and just like d- done what lost did where you you kept keep having this carrot dangling in front of you but actually they don't they kind of satiate you and then they say, right, there's going to be something else for the next season. So it keeps it quite fresh, which is quite good.
1: Yeah, I agree. And they don't draw it out like it's pretty quickly confirmed Like Sky's mum is who she is. And it's pretty. Mm. But then they do fall back on all these old tropes. Like when when they're going like, oh, how do we deal with people with superpowers? We can't have them in the house. And then it pans away. And it's like, oh, Sky's in the room and she's not happy of this because she's got the superpowers. Mm. It just some of it felt a bit tired so
0: the territory that x-men has covered yeah Well, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. remains, for me, probably my least favourite of the series is so I was actually,
1: before I started, (laughs) before I left on, I was talking to Chris, I was like, if he says, this is better than Daredevil, I may (laughs) just have to send him a glitter bomb or something to punish him, because (laughs) it will really upset me.
0: Yeah, I already upset you by not liking Daredevil enough, apparently.
1: (laughs) You have to like the good ones. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm glad you agree. I don't, I don't know, I can see the appeal. I feel like if I'd got, into it at the beginning, but I, I did watch them. And I just, I remember being like, it's a chore. And I, now I remember mm. why, it's Yeah,
0: been,
1: there's so many of them.
0: If I if I wasn't doing this project I wouldn't bother continuing to watch it. As much as it's 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 diverting, it's sometimes quite fun. Occasionally you get an episode that's really good and really, really involving.
1: I, yeah, and like, stuff like this, I mean, they introduced so many characters. It was mm. overwhelming. So you didn't have enough time with the ones you already knew. They were like yeah. unnecessary love triangles. And there was a lot of the same things being repeated, like Bobby and, oh God, I forgot his name. Hunter. Hunter. Exes who have chemistry. May and her partner, exes who have chemistry. Mm. You just, it's like constantly repeating the same old stuff. Yeah. yeah. They were Even in that final scene, two people crying over dying people's bodies. Yes. It was like... It just kept cutting between them. It was like Grant crying over Agent 33, Hunter crying over Bobby. And I was like, oh.
0: That's the aesthetic I want at my funeral.
1: Well, yeah. It's people
0: crying over my dead body.
1: I want that too. But I feel like it's annoying. It's always the women whose bodies are being cried over. I would like it to be the other way around for once.
0: Oh, it's such a mess. And we have five more seasons to get through.
1: I know. And you know what? I stopped watching it after season three before. So it will all be New Ground. Did to me.
0: I'll <gasps> be the little
1: virgin too.
0: We'll be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Virgins together.
1: Yay! And I'll be so angry of you for making me watch it again.
0: This is where we'll genuinely be like, what was happening? You'll be like, I don't know either. I'll be like, oh, I, I can't know. educate myself. <laughs> We're going to get so much hate for how much we've lambasted it.
1: Yeah. Quick fingers and plus points. Love Fitz and Simmons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we like Hunter and Bobby. Yeah.
1: And May. And, and May. We, we
0: like May. Yeah. yeah. I
1: love her in all things. She should be in all the shows ever.
0: She should. Yeah. Yeah. Do they get cameos in like any of the films?
1: I can't tell you that. Have to oh no, you
0: can't, can you? I ask you, like, like you're going to say something helpful.
1: <laughs> I will say it when we get there, in case you missed it. I'll be like, oh, did you notice this? And you'll be like, no. And that was I'm thinking it. of
0: how the cast of Torchwood turned up in Doctor Who, like once or twice.
1: Yeah, that's always fun, isn't it? It's nice when it because it's like they're little Easter eggs. You know what? I will say this for Agents of Shield season two is that I like that it becomes its own thing. Like season one Mm. felt much more a Marvel add on almost, whereas this feels like it's its own show. It's got its own. I love Hydra. I really like how they portray Hydra in this. They're sort of weird Mm. boardroom villains who are very weirdly charismatic and then mental with their inhuman.
0: But actually they're, they're trying to like hold it together quite desperately as well. Aren't they? Yeah. Like uh, there's they have employees who are brainwashed, but they're a bit panicky and useless sometimes.
1: Yeah. And I quite like that because you normally only see like in the movies, you only see the front facing of Hydra. Mm. And it's it's quite nice to see the the panicky, ends, <laughs> the panicky back ends. The panicky back of both Hydra and Shield. It's nice to see that behind the scenes. What would you give it as a out of five?
0: Two, two point five yeah exactly. I'm not enthused but I will I will soldier on do you
1: rate it above season
0: one I do rate it above season one definitely I think season one was very much finding its feet it was this was this was less unoriginal <laughs> mm. but more like I said the first half was a lot more coherent and I was quite into the storyline it's just the second half of me got so confused I just struggled to access it
1: Whereas for me, first half, I was a bit like, Ugh. second half, I was like, interesting. It's going towards something interesting. So mm. maybe...
0: See how we disagree on things sometimes.
1: Yeah, sometimes we do. Often. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shall we do a little old quiz?
1: Go on then, let me get my quiz up. Okay, being as it's the first thing I've got on my screen, how many million viewers do you think tuned into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.?
0: 10 million?
1: 7.09.
0: Oh, oh. I don't know how good that is.
1: No. It's hard to say, isn't it? It's a lot higher than many of the other seasons.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: It kind of drops after that.
0: Mm. (laughs) Does it?
1: One of the things people um, have, like one of them is Google questions, just as it's here. Is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a good show? Would you like to know what the answer was, according to Google?
0: Yeah, go on then.
1: It's truly great. The casting, the storyline, the characters and the development, the emotional scenes that make you cry, the action, the cameos, the power pack scenes and the graphics are amazing. This show has everything.
0: I can see how people would like it because there are. You know, I always like to look for something new personally, something different. Yes. And whereas there you know, many viewers are not looking for that. They want the they want something that's very similar to what because that's their taste and what they like, and it does it fulfill absolutely fulfills that taste for people who won you know your regular team based uh show with science fiction and fantasy elements in
1: i think i would like it more i honestly do think i would like it more if the seasons were shorter yeah I really do. and also if I wasn't you know like in a, if in school or uni when you're being told to read the books and you're like mm. I don't want to read the books I hate it and you read it like years later again you're like that's really good um I kind of feel like I'm watching it because I have to and it also feels a bit like I don't want to say it because it feels very really mean but you know like where you can tell Disney's sort of pumping it out because it's mm. a little bit of a money maker for them no
0: I agree I think that's what it is and yeah like if you're if you're forced to watch something or re- read something, you might not be in the mood for it, and therefore you're not going to like it. Yeah. Whereas if you choose to do it, you are going to be in the mood for it, and you'll probably like it more.
1: Yeah, but like the first time around, I watched it because I felt like I had to because it ties in with the movies, and this time you're making me, so I'm never going to be <laughs> coming to it of my own free You'll world. never
0: forgive me again, will you?
1: No. This is my most controversial question. <gasps> what do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: 85? Yeah. Higher?
1: Higher, much higher. It got ninety-one percent. Oof, gosh. And I was like, "Do I have bad opinions?" And then I (sighs) go, "My opinions are always correct." So I wonder if maybe people just because I, when I read that, I went back and looked at some reviews just to see of like episode recaps, Mm. and most of them give the episodes a C, right? And then they slightly get higher. So I don't know if people were going in like, "It's better than last time." It's like
0: if an individual episode would. It could potentially be quite low, but then you put it all together into one and then you quite like it more. I, I don't know. I don't know how people think.
1: I don't know either. And I also wonder if maybe it's like, if we were watching it slowly, maybe we'd like it more.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. If we were watching it on a weekly basis.
1: So I recommend maybe we do that next time to give it a fair shot.
0: Yes. Okay. I'll try and fit that into my schedule.
1: Well, when it in a week on... Yeah, that's not too bad, is it? No. Nah. No. It'll be less of a slog rather than being like, oh, I've got to watch 22 episodes in a day. Yeah. I, was,
0: I was watching a lot of them whilst on the train to work and back as well. And, you know, I'm never in a good mood doing that.
1: No, well, I was watching them on my lunch break. So I'm sort of just like, I could be walking, but I'll watch them in the house. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay. What was Skye's dad's name?
0: Orson from Desperate Housewives.
1: It was Calvin, Calvin Zabo. Um, and he's actually Mr. Hyde in the comics.
0: Oh, who's yeah. Mr. Hyde?
1: Well, he's a villain.
0: Oh, okay. It's really
1: like Jekyll Hyde, like he's mm. he switches. Mm. Hyde-wise, and in the books, his daughter is named Quake, who makes earthquakes.
0: Ah, oh, and that's what Sky does when she gets powers.
1: Well, we don't know that. We don't it know. Seem
0: seemed like she does. She like waves her hand, the whole friggin' world quakes.
1: <laughs> big, poke, big boats and disappears. Yes. Yeah, that's, you know, that's interesting. I thought he's quite a, I thought he was probably my strongest bit of the series, actually. What do you think? I really liked him. I thought he was really, really good. I love the actor, so.
0: He is a good actor, yeah.
1: He was having, a, you could tell he was having a lot of fun with his role, I felt.
0: I think he was one of the ones not taking it too seriously. He's like, I'm just going to go crazy.
1: Yeah. Wild, look at my big veins in my neck. <laughs>
0: um,
1: what comes out of the obelisk what were those fumes called
0: uh fumy things
1: i don't know characterogen mists oh that's what grand people superpowers oh what? So it's
0: like a gas
1: yeah it's a like
0: magic a- gas
1: yeah <laughs> you kind of ruined it for them but yeah <laughs> A magic gas. That's why they don't have to really describe the bios of these shows.
0: <laughs> I should be a writer.
1: You should. What is Sky's name now? Like she seems to have adopted a new moniker.
0: I uh, don't know. Ground. She was Daisy. Sky, and now she's Ground Daisy. Daisy. Oh.
1: <laughs> Very close. They come out of the ground. So yeah,
0: they do. Yeah, that's true.
1: So that's the name her parents gave her.
0: So oh, she- Okay. Yeah. She's getting back to her roots because she's a Daisy.
1: Ah. <laughs> You laughed way too much, That. that. Um, what was the serum that um, Coulson and Daisy Sky were both given?
0: I don't know. The the, the Crystal f- Fumy Misty Magic Gas Serum.
1: This is when I think maybe you didn't watch it very closely. This
0: <laughs> How can you tell?
1: I don't know. GH325.
0: I was never going to remember that.
1: No, but it was the guest house. you remember the guest house from season one? No, the body, the body of the um, the corpse that they're taking all the fluids from.
0: No, I can't remember.
1: Uh-oh. Okay, Lucy Lawless is one of the few actors/slash actresses to do what?
0: I don't know, can't think of anything.
1: She's been a character in both Marvel and DC.
0: Oh. Ooh.
1: Mm. She straddles that line of all she's too awesome to say no to. If you she's not to an audition, I'd be like, yeah, whatever it is. Don't worry about reading. I love her.
0: Yeah, it's true. She just has that legendary status, doesn't she?
1: She does. And um in in the um war movies, she is like they call Sif Xena Warrior Princess. That's like a little joke. So it's quite Mm. cool that they have Xena Warrior Princess. Ah, I see. Which actor had to film with a broken arm?
0: Um, Coulson.
1: No, I've got literally chopped off. But I like the way you're thinking. Um, <laughs> no, it was um Sky. Oh really? Yeah, she broke her arm during a one take fight scene.
0: Oh, uh,
1: ouch! Then, yeah, but wasn't it last season of Agents of Shield? Wasn't it the actress who plays Sif who broke her spine? Wasn't that right?
0: Yeah, but I think it wasn't that in a Thor.
1: Oh, okay. I, I think just it was in a
0: thought, but yeah, I, yeah, she did. Well, someone gets injured every time. I mean, they're pretty dangerous films.
1: Yeah, they are. And then Kyle MacLachlan, um, awesome from *Desperate <laughs> Housewives*, is the third *Twin Peaks* cast member to appear in the Marvel Universe. Oh, do you, you know the other oh, two?
0: I've never seen *Twin Peaks*, so I have <laughs> no idea.
1: Oh my god, Paul, you would like that. It's weird and kind of.
0: I know. I need to get right. It's one of those legendary C- series, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well I won't bother with that one because you won't be interested. <laughs> that was pretty much it. And then also, like as a continuity thing, we've said that every phase two has someone lose their hand. It happened again.
0: Who lost I can't remember who lost their hand.
1: Coulson, it got axed off.
0: Oh, oh yes. And uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna get that. There was just-
0: so, so much, so many things happened in 22 episodes. This was basically 16 and a half hours of just endless things. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought that was quite a good shocker because you don't expect them to just chop his arm off. I mean, that's what they should have been doing all the time when people were getting stuck to that stone thing. But
0: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think I would give it a three, three and a half.
0: Three and a half. Oh, fair enough, fair enough.
1: Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of boxes. It feels very of, I don't know, it just feels very 90s to me, noughties, 90s.
0: It is it has got an old fashioned. Maybe that's why people do like it is that it's more it's kind of a throwback to it those does,
1: things. It makes you feel quite cozy. It's quite nostalgic in that sense.
0: You know what you're getting from it. You're not going to be challenged by it and you know, we all want that sometimes from things, don't we? That's why Bridgerton's done so well.
1: Yes, I think also the sex scenes probably helped too. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh yeah, it does give it a boost.
1: People are trapped indoors, they can't, you know, <laughs> They're not getting as much as they would normally get. I think it's fair that they might want to go Jane Austen soft porn. I
0: wouldn't, I wouldn't want to think that my TV series was only popular because no one else had a choice but to watch it.
1: No, I don't think that's the reason. I think also all the stuff that's coming out at the moment is so dark. Mm. And it's nice to have something that's not unhappy. Like, it's all crime and like yeah. dramas. And that's quite a fun, frivolous bit of people, people
0: do want lightness and escapism and... Uh, cheer-uppy kind of things as well, stuff you can laugh at
1: I don't want to always be talking about murder and disease at the moment and that seems to be all they're giving me
0: It is, well it is if you constantly read the news but if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you'll get some nice lightweight science fiction fantasy and that's fun
1: Yeah, very true so maybe I should look forward to the next one
0: Well our next one is an odd one, I don't know much about Ant-Man, really but it looks like quite fun.
1: I won't say anything anymore because you used it against me when I said that I liked Guardians of the Galaxy. So. <laughs>
0: I didn't <laughs> use it against you. I just disagreed with you. <laughs>
1: and if, I think if I say anything, you'll go in with little like expectations. And if I That's say nothing, true. then you'll come out with an honest view.
0: Never have expectations. Just go in there blind.
1: Yes, like the man from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season 2.
0: Like the man, for, like Gary or Gregory or George or whatever his name was. It began with a G.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm intrigued to see what you think of that man It's Paul Rudd, and he is a very warm... Like, I warm to him quite a lot.
0: The ageless Paul Rudd.
1: Yeah, well, if anything, he's uh, unaging.
0: And, he's and reverse weird. aging. Yeah. He's Benjamin Buttoning.
1: He really is. I think people should check in on his attic and see what he's got in there. It's probably important.
0: You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Virgin. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Virgin. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune in to the next fact-filled episode.